into the contest. It is Friday the 9th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shano and Roger Federer has retired, my friend. He has. Uh, Roger Federer, for me personally, was my favourite sportsman of the last couple of decades. And... Um, we also share a birthday together, um, but the, a 24-year career comes to an end, 20 Grand Slam titles, six Australian Opens, and at 41, um, after a few surgeries, his knee just didn't, gave up basically, but what an amazing record, 237 consecutive weeks at number one, and some of those matches against Nadal and Djokovic are just absolutely legendary, and uh, what a great ambassador, not only of tennis, but of sport, and um yeah, a real credit to him and his family and, uh, and, a, and a marvellous career. Yeah, what amazing career. It'll finish in the Labor Cup. So well done to the great Roger Federer. It is Friday and that means we'll be talking NRL with Shad Wicker. We'll also toss in a little bit of boxing with Paul Gallon and a big chat on AFL with Luca Muller. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Friday time, Shad Wicker time, Brisbane comedian. We love him, mate. What has gone on? What is in the water the past 24 hours? We've just been talking about Roger Federer. Paul Gallum beats both Hannon and Justin Hodges in controversial uh, circumstances. And the worst decision in the history of sport has seen the Australians lose the Bledisloe Cup yet again in the rugby. Yeah, well, you've wrapped it up, mate. That's it for my time. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you know... I, oh, man, the blows just keep coming. Unbelievable. Uh, one, I mean, the Gallon fight, it was a whole lot of who cares, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was actually surprised that Ben Hannon made it through all of his rounds. That was the most baffling part to me. Someone needs to, from Ben Hannon's team, talk to whoever the photographer is at any of his fights because every time they put a photo of him fighting in the paper or online, mm. it looks like a toddler's in the ring. Like, he looks so embarrassing. <laughs> His arms are wiling everywhere, and whoever he's fighting is throwing a straight punch. It looks like an absolute goob. But, um, yeah, that I felt like that fight was called a bit too early, but it seemed like the theme of the night as well from what I saw on Twitter. A lot of people were saying a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the knockout calls were happening a little bit earlier than you would have thought. These guys are former Origin players. Let one of them hit the deck. You know what I mean? Mm. That's kind of my takeaway from the boxing. The Wallabies game, I'm trying not to swear on your podcast. Yeah, no. For- but, swear, well, mate. it was absolutely fucked. Like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. That call There's no other word for is, it. is insane. Like, And I get that, you know, some of the purists of the sport can be like, hey, you get – 
only a certain amount of time to kick the ball. But for a referee to be like Time yeah, was time off. Time was off. Time was off. And then you you like even in his explanation, he's like, Yeah, time was off, and then I told you time was on, and then you didn't kick. Well, mate, there wasn't a minute from when you said time on no. to him looking he looked at you and he's like, Okay, I'm gonna kick it now. And then in the mid in the in the process of kicking you call the fuck like, What are you doing? <laughs> like, it, 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 was, it was absolutely embarrassing. I, I, um, the, there is some good news here. Paul Gallon is retiring. That's, that's a really good news. But actually, I want Paul Gallon to have one more fight to fight that French ref. I, I want Gallon to punch his head in now. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love seeing all the stuff on Twitter. I thought we paid for those submarines. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's, yeah. let, let, let's, let's brighten the subject again. Tonight, Parramatta, of course, they haven't won a premiership since 1986. Can they? No. Uh, and they haven't gone past this weekend in 13 years. They play Ricky's Canberra Raiders in front of a capacity crowd at Combank. What do you oh, think? Oh, it annoys me, but they're going to lose. Um, <laughs> oh. It annoys me because I cannot stand Ricky Stewart, especially with how he's behaved this year, that um, if there's a coach that's left here at the moment that, I, in my view, doesn't deserve to be where he is right now, it's Ricky Stewart and those Raiders. But um, the, the difference between the Raiders and the Eels, I think the Eels are a momentum team, but also an absolute basket case of a club. Like, the, the Parramatta Eels... Are like you know that scene in The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob just keeps stepping on the rakes <laughs> yeah. and they keep hitting him in the head. Mm. That is the Parramatta Eels. I mean, you're looking at Brad Arthur who has got a 22, percent I believe it is, um, win rate when it comes to NRL NRL finals. They absolutely cook it every single time. They were a little bit hard done by with the Moses going off the field and losing to Panthers. Fair enough. I would love to see him win, but the fact that they let an internal review that was yeah, finished two weeks ago, that they didn't release two weeks ago, to come out the day or the eve of their most yep. important finals game in a, um, is the most insane <laughs> Parramatta Eels, Newcastle Knights, West Tigers-esque move that I've ever – like this season has been the biggest hold-my-beer of shit-run clubs. It is mind-boggling. Like it is so ridiculous. One club will do something so dumb, idiotic and stupid that every other club will go, geez, that's so dumb. Anyway, let me go and like win, like beat that in two moments. That review is so damning in many ways. And the thing that, the thing that makes it even more hectic is Brad Arthur's son is on the bench right now for the most important game of their season, and Nathan Brown is the 18th man. Now, yeah. And let's just break this down for a second. The reason that you could, the only reason you could argue of having a specialist halfback on the bench for Parramatta this weekend is because Mitchell Moses got concussed, and you may be a concerned that you might lose a half, right? That's the only yeah. argument you can have. But then let's break down why Nathan Brown's your 18th man. Nathan Brown plays lock, can play second row if he needs, has played centre, and can play 5'8". Mm. who's more important to be on the bench? If anything, your 18th man should be the specialist half because that's who you're worried about getting concussed on the field. That's a good point. It makes no sense. And now that this report comes out, it's obvious that this Parramatta team's even walking out there going, why is that guy on the bench for our team right now? It's unbelievable (laughs) what is happening with that club. Well, so then you go to the other match, mate, the Sharks-Rabbits. Now, it was predicted by a lot of experts um, that last week's match between the Roosters and Rabbits would be a bash-up, and it was, Mm -hmm. um, and that the team that got through will probably get done by the Sharks. Are your thoughts still around that? Do you think the Sharks will get there? Well, I think think that prediction was made before they realised that the Sharks were going to play 93 minutes of football. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I, I... 
I made this prediction uh, this morning. I'm, I'm actually going to put a punt on this, boys. So okay. if you are gambling mm. responsibly, do not put this bet on because I'm awful. <laughs> um, I reckon Latrell Mitchell wins it for Souths with a two-point field goal. Oh, That's wow. what I reckon. That's what I'm going to back. I'm thinking... Well, I think he's the class player in the game, he isn't he? Is. If you look at the game, who's the best player in that game? Yeah, it's him. I think... I think yeah, it'd be. I think Nico Hines would be a close second in that one too. I think he's played unreal footy. Uh, the Sharks have done everything mm. they think they deserve to really try and push through. But this South Sydney squad, what I would love to see right now with how far they've made it into the finals is can every talking head of rugby league, even us included, <laughs> that was like, can't believe they let Reynolds go. Bloody hell. Yep. What a stupid move from them letting Reynolds go. These guys are cooked. Uh, hello. <laughs> Look at where they are now. And where are the bloody Broncos? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They have they have outperformed what everyone thought that they were going to be like this year. And I think it's going to happen again. I really think they can beat the Sharks. But I think if they do it, it could potentially be another golden point game. Mm, it's going to be a couple of crackers. It is an extraordinary weekend of sport, of course. The big day at Randwick tomorrow. With It's almost like an Everest preview. Now, uh, just finally, Andrew. Johns, he stunned Brad Fittler with the call on the Kangaroos halfback spot. What do you what do you make of oh, all mate, that? He's he's full of it. There is no way. Are we yeah. real? Are we really going to say that that Nathan Cleary shouldn't get that halfback jersey for Australia? Like Joey's been on the bender, mate. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think he's been. I think he's gone to the, one of those cubicles that uh, Calum Ponga was hanging out in because to say that a guy that can't even galvanise his own team around him at the moment like with all the rumours that are yeah. swirling about Manly, is going to be the guy to take the number seven jersey for the Australian side. I think he's lost his mind. Nathan Cleary yeah. has to take that. Even the way he came back from being like being off suspended at the moment, he's fresh. Mm. He's looking good. Yeah, he was great he's the best week. half in the comp right now. I mean, he's there and I think Ben Hunt is the guy that takes that bench spot and sits there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a, that's the way it's that's the way yeah, it's going it has to, to be. Sure. Can we can I give one last mention before we wrap up? Yeah, um, go. I'm an go. absolute tennis nut. Uh, like I absolutely love the love the sport and Roger Federer retiring today. One of the most heartbreaking moments for me to listen to uh, on the video that he mm. put up today. One of the greatest of the sport and it made me realize something. The last 30 years in sport in general have probably been when you talk about golden eras, nothing has been a better era of sport than the last 20 to 30 years. When you think of all of the greats across any code, you name it, we've seen the best ever to play in it. And you think of Mm. people that transcend the sport. Everyone talks about Michael Jordan transcended the sport of the NBA and is the greatest of all time. Mm. Tom Brady, who's going to retire probably at the end of this year, he's like transcended his sport, is the greatest of all time. Roger Federer is right there at the very top of that list for me. One of the greatest athletes, yep. greatest sportsman ever to play in any kind of level of sport. And it's unbelievable that his career is finished. And I'm going to the Australian Open next year and I'm annoyed that he wasn't going to be there for his yeah. last one. <laughs> well said, mate. Well said. Yeah, he's my, he's my favourite too, mate. Then the, the backhand, the, the one-handed backhand is gone. Oh. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Coming up next, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers 
and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. We love a Friday. We love it for so many reasons, including the fact that we talked to Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. And where do we find you? Last time we chatted, you are in Tuscany, my friend. Yes, yes. I've gone a little bit further north now. I'm in Milan, but it's my last night. I'm recording mm. this and then just about heading straight off to the airport. So, uh, it's sad that it's over, but I think I'm ready to come home as well. Ready to watch the uh, the grand final, experience some good Aussie sport, but it's been a ripping time, yeah. When you say uh, it's sad that it's over, are you talking about your holiday or the demons? absolutely grim (laughs) it's funny having that happen on holiday because it's in the morning over here so it's all wrapped up by about midday or so and then you're in the most beautiful you're in paradise on earth i was on like the coast of italy and then you just can't enjoy it you're like this is bullshit i hate it this is no good demons almost ruined my holiday but yeah, wasn't too good, was it? Um, doesn't happen much. The old win the win the flag and then go out in straight sets in the finals the year after, but not a good time to be a demon. Sure, some good footy this weekend, mate. We'll start with um, Geelong mm. and Brisbane. Um, you'd have to think Geelong are the favourites. I think the only way uh, Brisbane possibly could beat them is, I think defensively Geelong are very good in the air. Um, they need to get the ball to the mm-hmm. ground and get Charlie Cameron involved, but uh, you'd, you'd have to say Geelong a pretty good chance of winning this match. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, they've pretty much, pretty clearly been the uh, the best team all season, just about. Mm. Um, been very hard to beat, very hard to look good against. And yeah, you're right about the tactics as well. And I think we'll see that with uh, the Lions bringing back in Big O, Oscar McInerney, the big tall ruckman who can go yep. forward, and Joe Dan Hur, who's big tall forward as well. So they'll try to use these as these sort of offensive shields to bring the ball to the ground and then see what they can do from there but uh, it'll be a big task for Brisbane but they did look good they made my demons look pretty Mm. awful last week they did it all moved the ball well slowed the play when they needed to super high pressure they really stepped up and most importantly I think going into this game they finally broke their streak of losing at the MCG something like 14 games in a row or something like that so it'll be good to have that monkey off their back going into the uh, the prelim here Um, they have played once already this year obviously that was way back in April so hard to say how much that'll reflect on the game coming up tonight but uh, it was technically on paper close contest Geelong only won by 10 points in that but I sort of looked back at the game just earlier today and I think that scoreline flattered Brisbane a little bit because Geelong actually had 10 more scoring shots Uh, so I think they might have dominated that more than the score sheet would would tell us so Brisbane will have less looks at the goal but like you say they'll need to be deadly accurate and have their small forwards firing to uh, Stand up to the big catters in that one. Yeah, absolutely. First bounce at uh, ten to eight tonight, and the bookmakers certainly see it that way. They've got Geelong at a dollar twenty-eight, and Brisbane outsiders, big outsiders in a in a two-horse race at three dollars seventy-five. It must have been tough to see Melbourne go out in straight sets, but I'm sure a couple of greats have uh, 
lovely um, parmesan <laughs> cheese over something or a little bit of a nice a, extra Tuscan love got you through it. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Now it the um, <laughs> no, nah, of course. Now the Sydney Swans dollar forty two favourites. It's going to be red hot. It's a massive night of sport in Sydney tomorrow. Collingwood two dollars ninety, and um, the Swans. This is. Basically a rematch from three or four weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. They played only about a month ago. And I think it'll be a similar sort of game. Super high pressure, low scoring affair. Last time it was, yeah, only 77 to 50, the Swannies got up. So they did look pretty comfortable doing it. And I think uh, playing at home like they did in that game a month ago as well really helped the Swannies out. It sold out, which will be so good to see at the SCG. Um, I'd be, yeah, definitely leaning towards the Swans like this one, just like the bookmakers. But... This Collingwood team, mm. who knows? Like, they're having a pretty miraculous year already. I think they could pull just about anything out. They're full of surprises. Mm. And I think regardless of the result, the Pies, you know, it'll sting if they get knocked out here. But they've had a pretty remarkable season, you know, and Craig McRae, the new coach, has more than proven himself. I think if this is the end of the road for the Pies, which I feel like it probably is, uh, I think this, this team and this coach has a big future to come. But, yeah, I'm tipping the Swannies. I hope you're right, mate. I just, I just feel that the last match they played, Sydney could not have defended their line better um, so yeah. they're going to have to bring that again once again it's going to come into a defensive mindset I think for, for the prelims but look Jordan Dugowie's in good form Ginevan's just he's just one of the best goal sneaks going around we've got to be on our game mm-hmm. but yeah fingers crossed mate I, I want to be singing cheer cheer the red and the white tom- tomorrow night <laughs> yeah, well, mate, you could put it out again as a, a late single with six and out if they have the victory. Now, a bit, kick, a bit kicking around in the EPL. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, all the uh, the matches last weekend were um, were postponed with uh, to mourn the passing of the Queen, unfortunately, there. So, everything's kicking back off this weekend. And there's a few pretty pretty spicy games. Uh, Must-win game against Southampton for Stephen Gerrard and Aston Villa. There's been a few rumours floating around about his future at the club and whether he might be on the way out as coach. So, that's must win. That's the early game on the Saturday night, our time. And then it's pretty same situation with uh, Brendan Rodgers and Leicester over there. who They're playing against Spurs, who are right up the top, but they sort of haven't been playing that well. They've just managed to eke out the points. They haven't played very attractive football. They're not quite clicking. And then midweek this week in the Champions League, they got completely exposed against Benfica, who should be a worse team. So it'll be interesting to see how they sort of recover from this uh, that big blow midweek. Um, and then obviously in one of the later games of the weekend, we've got Man City and Erling Haaland coming up against the Wolves in this week's edition of uh, how many goals will Erling Haaland score and how quick will he break the record for most goals scored in a premiership season. Did you boys see his flying karate kick kung fu goal in the in the uh, Champions Amazing. League? Yeah. Unreal, wasn't it? Just mm-hmm. <laughs> like Inspector yeah. Gadget, Amazing. just boop, 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 up goes the leg. I don't think there's anyone else in soccer who could do that at the moment. Um, and as well as that, the, uh, the Women's League, the WSL kicks off in England this weekend as well, which would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest game sort to be Arsenal versus Brighton and then Chelsea against Man City. Chelsea obviously last week's winners, uh, last year's winners, sorry. Uh, and there's a lot of Australians in action in that weekend as well. Sam Kerr, Hayley Razzo, Caitlin Ford. So plenty to enjoy there. Hey, hey Luca, just quickly, just does the new King Charles, does he have a football team? That's a good question, actually. Do we know that? Do we know I don't that, know. Timmy? I, th- I, think it's, I, think, I think it is West Ham. I think it's West Ham. Is it? Yeah. Right. So it's a, okay. they tend to be the royal team. They tend to be the royal team. Okay. Um... But, Luca, you travel well, my dear friend, and we'll do all this again next Friday. Sounds good, boys. I'll talk to you soon. 
that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to Luca Muller and to Shad Wicket today. And a big thank you to our sponsors. A fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you for another great week. We'll see you Monday for your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.